Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And we're going to be taking a look at a gang of Jeff Darrow's pencil artwork in uh, Lead Poisoning, his uh, kind of pencil art sketch monograph that Dark Horse put out. Uh, but first, man, we're cartoonists as well. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, book collection, all of Jimmy's uh, image comics, Street Angel comics. We're talking about a, a ninja girl on a skateboard. What's kick, not to love? Kicking ass, taking names. Fucking up Fletcher Hanks characters and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff, man. If you didn't uh, have the chance to get your hands on those hardcover collections, I believe you can still find those in comic shops. But this book collection is going fast, man. Uh, collects a bunch of stuff that did not make it to the Image Comics, including these mini comics uh, that are seasonal. Uh, Holiday specials. Santa Claus. There's a there's a uh, Halloween special that's included that you did not get in your Image Comics hardcovers. These are going fast, so right, Jimmy? That is right. We are getting near the end, so if you find that on your store shelf, pick it up. These, these, uh, the paper shortage is real, man, in uh, the Red Room Antisocial Network uh, trade paperback that's in stores right now. It ain't going to be in stores for much longer, and it's going to take a while for, for those reprints to hit the shelves, man. This is collecting the four issues of the Antisocial Network uh, series that I put out in 2021 as well as a bunch of process matter in the back, man. Character sketches, the first draft that I just drew on some typing paper to try to figure out what the world of Red Room was going to be, a commentary uh, section uh, describing like what the heck is going through my head while uh, making these comics. Next round of uh, Red Room is going to be coming out in February because of that paper shortage. It's not going to be coming out in December, so get it put on your pull list. Uh, Jimmy and I have link trees in the description below this video with access to our Patreons, uh, with access to links to get our comics. Uh, make sure you do so because it's like uh, books are going to be a, a thing of the past or something. They're going to be a rare commodity as uh, these shortages take hold. Feels like it, man. We're going to have to start uh, making comics on toilet paper rolls, Jimmy. Lead Poisoning, man, the pencil art of Jeff Darrow. What's really cool about this book, on top of just looking at a lot of eye candy, is the commentary tracks involved, man. We got commentary by guys like uh, John Arcudi, Mignola, Sergio Aragones, Mike Richardson, a publisher of Dark Horse Comics, Stan Sakai, Steve Scross, man, who's closely related to Jeff Darrow by way of The Matrix. He's got, he's got some good commentary in here. Richard Corbin. Corbin. Artist we certainly admire here at the Cartoonist Kayfabe Compound. When you look at these end papers, you're learning some things off the bat, man. Like, Jeff Darrow, he doesn't fake the funk. Like, look at him. This is that lesson that you learn in how to draw comics the Marvel way. A perfect circle fits within a perfect square. <laughs> you know, you connect the corners and you can find the exact center. And then that's where you put your compass needle to... Uh, you know, draw draw outwardly, doing the same kind of treatment with this play-in card. That's the thing, when we interview him, and as a, like, a, a great byproduct of putting the channel together is developing a friendship with Jeff Darrow and ta talking to him a bunch. And one of the things that I love in conversation is just how well he understands the stuff that, that he's drawing. You know, it's, he's... It's Alex Toth would talk about about it when it would come to like uh, using reference, like you if you do it right, or you're extremely observant, you uh, you know what it is that you're drawing. So like in our shoot interview, you know he's talking about wing nuts, 
and bolts. And uh, on our last conversation a day or two ago, we're talking about car tires and he's like, you know, it's not just, it's not just like an ellipse. Like there's, there's air bulging out of the middle. So it's not a perfect circle in perspective. Like he, he, he just knows this stuff. He internalizes these things. I've liked his stuff a lot as a reader, you know, for years. Once we started to, uh, you know, get closer looks at some of his process and talk this shop, he really is a savant at drawing. Like he's just, he's like a chess player, you know, like he's thinking about these drawings in ways that quite frankly, I don't think about. And it it kind of maybe, I'll be a better artist for it, you know, because I've become more aware of it, but it's incredible to hear him talk about his craft this way. Looking at this pencil work, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's inking in pencil, you know, he's just putting a line down and, you know, that's the line he's going to ink. You see very little underdrawing and stuff. And in fact, you see, you know, in conversation with him, he's like, oh no, no, I do a layout, like coming from, from animation, right? So it's all about cleanliness and, and it would be these like very confident pencil lines where they would shoot the acetates for the cells and stuff. Uh, he's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do a layout and, and things. So it's, so that to me that's even like more maniacal when you get to the final product because now you're doing three drawings that are this you're doing your layout you're doing this and then you're doing the inked version uh so that's crazy but like when we get into things like this where his composition is running off the page so he's taping other pieces of paper i like seeing that i I, think that's really cool i think it's super cool but then like where well where was the layout you like like is this that's is, true. Is this an extra piece, or are you doing way less? Is my version of layout different than your version? Is this a layout? Like, I have a million questions, a lot more things that I need answered. Uh, and and in one of these commentaries, they talk about like when he's coming up with his compositions and doing this stuff. You know, he intended for it to kind of hit this bottom and, and be done, but Uncle Jeff can't help himself. Man, he's got to put some more gimmicks in there. Then he'll take this piece, center it up on the final page that he's gonna gonna ink and then right you know it is what it is i'll sometimes see stuff and i'll, I'll sometimes do this myself where like you know if you have a figure that's on an edge yeah you do draw you do have to kind of draw a bunch more of that figure to get it to work right sure sure and here's another piece it's of like added paper that's just it's unbelievable you talk about him doing like you know three versions of this drawing or whatever I don't know how you do that. Yeah. You know, like, like to put this amount of detail in and, and brilliant, uh, on dark horse's part to do a pencil reproduction. Cause that's the other thing. Once we started looking closely at his work and seeing some of the pencils, that was my takeaway, like publish these, uh, <laughs> why, why do you even bother doing another step? Um, but this is such a great way to showcase his, his drawing ability. And so, yeah, sure. Virtuoso drawing ability. That's that's but one component of his talent because the imagination right. involved is second to none. And he's introducing fresh ideas and fresh imagery in every single drawing he does, on every page he draws. Whenever you see a new Shaolin Cowboy piece, I'm looking at a lizard that's holding a machine gun with its tail. He never drew that before. I also think like his figure uh, ability is underrated because yes. that's the stuff that I've been noticing and going back through Shaolin Cowboy is like these figures aren't it's not just 20 figures interacting on a page. It's like the can- the point of view is like up in the sky or somebody's flipping around through the air. So you're getting weird foreshortening and it all works. And you'll see it on many of these drawings where it's like figures are falling and twisting and turning and they still look great. Then you get these like single character images and you're getting like just super lush gesture 
at the hand. Yeah, little cat fingers, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on, Ed, with the imagination thing. As, as great as the drawing is, and I've added it to my list of what a good cartoonist has, it's that vision. It is the imagination, like just having the idea of like, let's go further. Let's push these hands even even further. I think a little bit of that might come from, from manga. Like that, that was one of my great takeaways from um, spending a month out in Japan and like looking at so much Japanese pop art in comics. And my takeaway was, you gotta push it. If you think you've pushed it, you haven't pushed it for, far enough. And Jeff Darrow loves going to, like, that's something that we bond over a lot. I think you see it in this kind of stuff, too. It's it's just a safety pin. It's yeah. a well-drawn safety pin, but whenever you make it the size of a fist, it becomes something else. <laughs> Especially with that menace on, yes. on that character's face, man. That little character's going to scrape you with that. Yeah, thing, that man. is not a kid you want to babysit. <laughs> the the um, commentary running throughout is is icing on the cake. Another great touch. Look at these scales, dude. Yeah, this is the kind of thing like I can't imagine drawing that twice. I know you don't do any of this stuff if you if you you only do it if you can't not do it, you know. And this yes. is just who he is as a, as an artist. This is a place that he places value. Uh, so you do it like when you see those other guys who are drawing in Jeff Darrow style, you know, like that that whole ava- wing of Avatar comics. It feels disingenuous. It feels inauthentic. You know, somebody and I never talk with with Jeff about this. And I never talk with the artist I want to mention, but I think a, a good example of somebody who might have some influence from Jeff Darrow, but took it into their own place. It's like a James Stokey, who yeah, for sure, who I, I who has the maniacal level of detail and craft, but has adopted his his own style to to like use it with. They use the same tools, I think, like like Micron pens mm-hmm. to do their inking, and and they put a lot in there. Uh, I thought you might say like a Steve McNiven, who's another guy who's become this like very ink line driven drawing kind of guy, stylistically different, but it, but you can see the obsessive drawing. Yeah. It is an amazing thing. You know, like we, we talk about this now and then cartoonists come up. I think Jose Munoz is somebody we've recently described as they're drawers. Yeah. Like if you like drawing, like you just want to look at what they make and, what? and sometimes it's hard to define that quality but i mean obviously it's not hard to define with darrow when i see this i i i want to ask him like what is that yeah interesting like what what are we seeing what are you what are you, what are you setting up for yourself it's when a you good see question because there's a lot of that where parts within a bigger piece are like squared off and framed and I don't know, you know, graphite the, uh... all over the page. He's just, <laughs> he's just got that hand sitting on that paper, dude. As he's, as he's drawing this, no same face syndrome. These are all different characters, man. Their heads are on different pivots. Same. Nobody's sta- straight up and down. Ditto with the bodies. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the figures, one different weight on different legs, uh, twisting a little bit here or there, leaning, just minor differences. But that goes back to that drawer part. Yeah, and he, you know, he came like spent time with with mobius and and he was saying stuff like you know i saw mobius put a photograph down and 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 lightbox a photo but turn it into a mobius illustration i've seen mobius put a pen on a piece of paper and just draw uh atv vehicles and he said that he doesn't have a a photographic memory yeah right he said and then you'll see like these kinds of things whenever he's drawing something very realistic in the middle of his imaginary drawings and it's it just grounds everything and it's in 
correct perspective. Like this is super hard. Drawing stuff on a table yeah. is not easy. He's also a supreme letterer mm -hmm. and super imaginative with his typography, his street like uh, street signs and and billboards and stuff. I always love that. Were you marveling at Sluggo? Yeah, Sluggo and Nancy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta appreciate that. Look at the blood splatter squirt kind of thing. Oh yeah, man. That's awesome. Getting physics involved. Never asked him about Will Elder, but there are going to be some pages we're going to see here, dude, where there is there's chicken fat. Yes. Um, show me the page where there isn't. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Elder, fat, I, I'd be curious to hear him weigh in on Will Elder. Specifically, chicken fat with the idea of like how many jokes per square inch. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that kind of stuff. You know, he worked at, I think he said, like, was it like the Nabisco factory and like sort of paid attention to it, like a lot of pistons and mechanic mechanical tools that sounds and stuff right. Involved. Yeah, yeah. And I think about that whenever I start to see these kinds of things. This is the kind of shit when, when he's talking to us and he's talking about wing nuts and gaskets and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, like what what's on the underside of a car? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that was a Kirby monster and then Kaiju was, monsters. Yeah. yeah, that's Magog or whatever, Mangog. Yeah, is that from the uh, the, the, Thor? the Thor Treasury, Treasury Edition? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a great comic. I also like... Um, I'm going to compare to Charles Burns one of the things I see him do, and that's where like he has a very clean, distinct style, but then you'll see him create texture, yeah. you know, with certain marks. And and Burns I think does this where it's like very distinct style the way he inks, but then you'll see him do some sort of change up for rocks or a canyon or you know some detail. And I see Darrow do that where it'll be like pencil dashes for like hair on a face, like a beard, five o'clock shadow, and it, it's incredible the the texture that. Because so much of it's lying, but once in a while it's something else. And it's fantastic, the range that he brings with the pencil. Man, look at these characters. Not hard to imagine that that Hollywood would want to sign him up to uh, dream up some of their conceptual artwork. Because you take something like this to some executive, you know, at Warner Brothers or something. Tell me that executive isn't going to want to see that realized in... in this stuff screen. breaks my heart, though, because if I drew half of a figure that looked like this, I'd be done. That'd be the page. And in his, you can see, like, there's another team behind him of equally interesting characters. He gets focused, too, man. Like, when, when we were uh, talking about, like, about that Red Room cover, it just took him, like, a couple of days with, with all the stuff that was involved in that image. Yeah, he's much more prolific than I would expect him to be whenever you see the detail that he's putting into uh, almost an unseen piece. Right. Like these kind of battle scenes, like... <laughs> this is Steve Scrooge's commentary. Jeff Darrow is obsessed with dicks. <laughs> dicks of every stripe, especially animal dicks. <laughs> and he likes drawing piercings on those dicks. That's funny. Usually they have a dangling string or a chain with an accessory attached. I think drawing dogs shitting is the only <laughs> thing he likes more than dicks. That's on the title page. <laughs> <laughs> if that isn't fucking art, I don't know what is. Well Dude, said, I was Steve. feeding a rhinoceros one time, and it got an erection, and we had to, like, evacuate. <laughs> oh, he was, he was going to get ornery? <laughs> well, he didn't want to find out what he might do. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how many figures are in this just chaos yeah berserk this would take me six months to draw and it would look a quarter that good and then you're dave stewart 
right? Mm. And then you get delivered this stuff or hundreds of pages of this stuff. I What's do the go, system? Uh, you know, like I can't escape the fact that like, you know, I, I some of the Street Angel comics I draw are pencil line and, yeah. and reproduced from that. And I see like Tom Scioli does that, you know, pencil line and reproduction. When I see his pencil lines, it just feels like, man, this this is it. Like, you know, make this, this don't, don't do that next step. Like, how much better can it be? You know, like, it's so cool in this format. This is cool. You get to see some of that erasing some of the graphite that's built up on the page. Right. That's neat. We haven't seen much of that. And then it makes me wonder, like, why is he doing that? Was there other stuff that he took away, like, more than just the graffiti? Was there, like, some details that he decided that silhouette's a better shape without it? Right. You know, this is some of those marks I'm talking about where they, there's texture in those marks. They're defining or describing some of the what we're seeing, the explosion versus, say, the metal on the bomb. It's so fascinating, too, that he'll have, the like, the little schmutz marks mm -hmm. in the pencil. And, and it feels like he would just just ink those and not add any more. I always loved this cover. It was like the most Kirby, like of those fake uh, big guy covers. Like this, uh, this felt the most Kirby-ish. That's a Wallywood moon if I've ever seen one, right? Yeah, totally. Filtered through uh, <laughs> the Jeff Darrow excess. Yeah, man. It's that face right there, the proportions of that character that, that feel that, that Kirby energy. Do you feel like either Marvel or Rob Liefeld dropped the ball by not commissioning him to do a bunch of his char Liefeld's characters with all the pouches? Oh, He's so man. good with pouches. He could have made those and, pouches sing. And he might see Stephen Platt and go, oh, no, son. Yeah. No, son. Let me draw some some gut, some bullet casings. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute, son. Let me show you how to, how to handle this. The range, whenever you see him drawing like, uh, you know, concrete or, or uh, like a building or something. Yeah. After all this talk of figures and seeing all these kind of like sci-fi monsters and stuff that are fleshy. It, like there's no, sh there's no um, obvious weakness or, or shortcoming oh, in any no. of this. Like what, what, what do you want him to draw that you don't see evidence that he can draw really well? Yeah. I mean, second to none. Look at this dude. Each of these buildings in, in perspective, like on a legit horizon line. I mean, this. This is the stuff I love. The signs, like a neon he's sign. He's so good that's at all that. Up. He's so so good at that stuff, and he always comes up with great, funny little signs and stuff that have some sort of pun to them or something. I wonder how big this, how big must this be? Like I we've know. seen your red room cover. It's you know it's big, oversized. Like this feels like four of those. Yeah. Just taping paper together, man. <laughs> Feels like that Otomo Rubble with the volume six. A hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think that's an accident. Man, he would do a killer Godzilla book. Yeah, he would. It's funny to see this after you mentioned James Stokey. You know, he did that Godzilla book and it's 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 pretty cool. These are amazing too. You know, such a history in comics of these kind of dogfight airplane scenes and Looks like he could do those too. Yeah, this is the image where I was thinking about the uh, about Will Elder and the idea of chicken fat because you when you get in there, the mean weenie, French liquors like <laughs> like all this, all this silly little stuff, man. And it would be the exact kind of things, you know, little mice and yeah. rats and stuff like that's Look that's for that fish skeleton that's, somewhere that's on the ground. That's Will Elder. 
I like this stuff, like the mascots, the advertising mascots. Man, I can remember being in Tokyo and like riding the trains. When you'd get to like the train stop, you know, like the more, I don't know, commercial areas where you'd stop, you would see like all of these kind of signage would be coming up colorful. But it's neat because it's like a place to rest your eyes in the busyness of his compositions. There was one I saw in Japan. It was for some sort of dog kennel or grooming or something. And, and it was a chibi little dog from behind and it had a little sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> It's cute. <laughs> Guns are always spectacular. Yeah, I like that. Bourbon Threat, man. When when is Bourbon Threat coming out? Been hearing about this since like 1989. It's been coming out, man. It's called Shaolin Cowboy. <laughs> I would like to see a reprint of that, though. This is beautiful textures of the brick and like the chipping off you know that concrete plaster surface yeah wow feels <laughs> so like brandon mccarthy put on a call hey want to <laughs> do a mad max car <laughs> i wonder what all of this stuff is for some of it has to be for things, right? Like, it can't just be him amusing himself. That's a funny thing, right? Because I've not seen this work. Right, like, yeah. I, like, I don't know where any... Like, I saw some hard-boiled pieces. I saw the Madman cover. I saw a couple of... Th like, less than 10 pieces that, that I've seen. That's what I mean. Like, print. is this concept art for something that, you know, would be behind a... Uh, like, a non-disclosure? Every once in a while, like, when I would see him at shows in the past, he would have, like like, some figure art. Relatively simple compared to you know these extra, the most extravagant pieces that you see in here, and I think he would do that as um, not as commissions but as something to take uh, you know some quick drawings Ed you yeah know, just bash, <laughs> bash these out. When I would see this this kind of version of Darrow drawings, usually like when I would see that kind of face, like no wonder I thought he was a French dude for mm -hmm. a million years. Yeah, of course. You know, because this has that 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 French vibe to it. European makes me wonder how he puts together like uh, like face designs. You know, whenever we see these crowds and you go, None, no two of these people look the same. Like, wonder what he's how he's referencing or putting that together. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's just that. It's hard to draw then. twenty different looking people. Yeah. Some some of those dog <laughs> dog nips and stuff, dude. It's a it's a Windsor McKay yeah. little Nemo piece, man. Totally. Some of these may be commissions. Feels like a like a Windsor McKay piece would be something I could see people commissioning. This is beautiful. Down Piss Alley, man. So much life is this going on in these images. A hundred percent. This to me feels like your uh, Will Elder esque. You know, like I'm looking at these guys, and then it's like, oh, now I'm looking at him. It's a, it's a guy on the street. There's people in the background doing things. Bottle in perspective. Like any of this stuff that's laying there could could fuck up your whole perspective if you have it floating in a weird way, man. But it all like the he just knows what to do. All that cigarette butts and bottles and stuff on the ground are amazing. And I often try to draw that stuff with Street Angel, because you know, it's a rundown part of town. Much harder than you think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because also, like as a composer of images, it's hard to be chaotic. Like you, it just starts to become an order to the things you're laying, and you can see so many like underground comics where like all these like perfectly spaced apart <laughs> objects, and it becomes like a perfect white noise. Chris Ware can't do chaos. <laughs> this is so cool. 
I think that last one's Dan Zetwalk's favorite. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cross section. It's <laughs> a good snake. That's awesome. Look at our guy. Man, that's cool. Looking. Stacked up. That's dude. a little bit of that plat, like uh, you call that hardware. Right. And then, you know, put a candy bar in there for fun. Hey, he might be out for a long day. Blood sugar gets low. It's a little hypoglycemia. That's incredible. Like all the whole shoulder holes, like everything has its, it's rigged up yes. to, to work. The fabric we've, is recognizable, like the seams and where all the cut and sew is happening. You know, this is, this is like thick thread for, that has to be cut through leather. These are pretty, you know, just as like compositions, relatively simple. Yeah. Again, it's like standalone drawings. They just work. <laughs> it's just mind blown. Good Lord. I love these kinds of images with, uh, with the cowboy because it really is like, a, it's like Mr. Magoo or something. Like he's just living his life, doing his thing, man. Uh, not worried at all about any impending threats. <laughs> Proud scenarios. Prehound. That double, like the staff chainsaws. Yeah. Great Did he invention. invent that? It's brilliant. It's Great perfect. Great invention. And, and you know, he, he thinks mechanically, uh -huh. so it's got, it kind of works. Got to have your throttles there by the hand. <laughs> it kind of works, man. Magic mountains. You see what I'm saying? Like he's he's got so much funny shit. This image I think I've seen. Yeah. This is one that's been yeah. been run somewhere. Yeah, it's it's uh it's like a covers of the two one of those latest uh Shaolins. It's so weird to see the bird and flower. I was I was given the double look of that of like, what's going on? Does he have like a cyborg eye or <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be cool though, man? is if we had our own, our very own pencils to actually look at. Cause you know that these are truncated. You know that this is shrunken down, reduced 50, 60, 75%. Funny you should ask, Ed. <laughs> Never leave home without your Jeff Darrow pencils, right? Wow. Look at this thing. Once again, like, you know, you see these pencils up close and it just, they're revelatory. It's like, I think he's a good inker, but do you need ink? I mean, this is incredible. It's so finished. When when we see this, it's like I, I start to make assumptions, and I'm looking at okay. So, got our dominant figure on this mattress. So, are you roughing in like okay, like this is the biggest, most obvious piece of perspective. So you see these lines, identifying a. A, a phantom vanishing point or something but is it like that thing where you're using because i don't see any marks here to let us know where you're going to create your fake perspective guide to like push things out you know and then we're seeing these you know hitting some kind of vanishing point here somewhere we see this line like is this the eye line I just like I'm, I'm fascinated by all of this stuff because there's there's so few. Like if you look at a John Byrne piece, like grids up the whole piece. When you see Art Adams do it, it's e so many more grid lines. But it's just like he's identifying the big spots and then making sure that everything more or less hits. 
hits those areas. There's so much I like about this particular drawing too, because you get to see most of the Jeff Darrowisms are on display. You know, we have lettering, we have uh, like the tools and things, you know, that I assume are referenced, yeah. you know, in order to make them look good. But there's like a hundred tools, like they're hanging up in the background and everything. By the way, like my dad does this with tools in his in his work shed, you know, yeah. like it's a very believable way to like have your stuff there and handy, but not on the floor and, and organized. The bicycle, drawing a bicycle, super hard thing to draw. Put that right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like, like I, like I asked him, would you do a Red Room cover? And he's like, oh, sure. You know, like, uh, I'm real busy with Shadow Lake Cowboy and stuff. I, like, I would have taken, like, a cool character. Like, like you know how some of that Shadow Lake Cowboy stuff we were looking at where he's standing on, on, you know, the top of a mountain or something? And there's, like, a lot of negative space? Nah, man, he's inventing uh, killers. Like, I... Uncle Jeff, man, have the Shaolin Cowboy kill this motherfucker because that's a cool design. He's designing it's a great characters. Design. I really like that, and and it's and it's an inch. Her, you know that that head is an inch tall. Yeah, and just uh, has like cat pelts <laughs> and stuff like just hanging out in the in the belt. Count the chihuahuas in this motherfucker. Yeah, animals walking around through the environment. Totally, lots Too of much. little chihuahuas. Bodies on the ground. That's another one that's really hard to draw, and there's several of those. Yeah. Very believable in terms of weight of the body laying on the ground with its eyes pulled out. Good acting on that hand with all the little <laughs> razor blades. So, you know, death of a thousand paper cuts. One finger completely uh, removed. A little stump. <laughs> Pinching his nipples, man, with like alligator clips. I'm so mad we, we haven't asked him about Will Elder. Yeah, it's I know, visible right? in all of these drawings, right? Yeah. At least the philosophy. Like, like, like specifically, like Goodman Beaver era. Will Elder, where it's just like maniacal amounts of stuff going on. You got to get your chibi characters in there. But this is like just such confident, stro like bold lines. It's a, it's a dull pencil. Yeah, that's part of what I really love. It's part of what I loved when I started drawing in pencil was that you could get these kind of lines. And I mean, like, not surprising, he's better at it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but you do get that really lively line. It's one of the great parts about a pencil and like a non-mechanical pencil where you can get, you know, that edge starts to wear down and you get kind of a heavier or wider line. It's soft looking. This is gigantic, way, way beyond the, the 11 by 17 or 10 by 15 image area of, uh, of your standard, you know, comic page. And cut, because you can see this, the, the Strathmore uh, imprint there in the corner and you can see it's been cut down to, uh, to size. I used to cut all my paper uh, myself. Yeah, Strathmore uh, 500 usually gets the, uh, the stamp. But, it, but it's weird, like, if this was a small piece, it would feel um, thicker or so. Like, like at, at its giant size, it feels uh, thinner, almost like bond paper. Unbelievable. Yeah. We are lucky to be able to study this stuff. You know, like, having, having this book, I mean, it's such a luxury to yeah. actually get to see sort of his underdrawing and, and what goes into his actual putting together an image. And another luxury is flossing and flexing off some super cool Jeff Darrow originals, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I had this on my drawing table for a while. Had to move it. I, you know, I'm, cur I'm curious <laughs> about... at it every day. <laughs> What's your wife think it's about It's like this, when you man? can't, you know, like you can't pee in front of a bunch of people or whatever. It's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't keep drawing and looking at this. 
when you were unrolling this thing, man, was your wife in the house? She, did, you, did she have any uh, reaction to this? <laughs> she wasn't thrilled when I told her my plans to, uh, to, to uh, frame it and hang it in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come around. Yeah, she has man. a good eye. Hey, man, it has like very cute little animals in it. She's a cat person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this jazzes me up to get back to the table, Jimmy. You ready to get out? Yes. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, man? Join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download a dozen of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see a bunch of my original art, uh, pencils, and process of how I make comics. I make like Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live, Plain Janes, Octobriana, and more. That's at patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room, the anti-social network book collection in stores now. It's not going to be in stores for long, man. So if you see it, scoop it up. Can't take for granted it's going to be on the racks uh, much, much longer. Paper shortages at, at print facilities, all of that. In fact, uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one it has been delayed six weeks because of that paper shortage. It's going to be coming out in February. Gives you plenty of time to get that put on your pull list. I like the idea of these comics selling out on day one. Uh, I bet that's probably what's going to happen with six extra weeks of uh, promote, well, months of uh, extra promotion, really. There are link trees in the description below this video where you can get to all that stuff. You can read Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, fully serialized on my Patreon for three bucks. What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those marching orders, man, we're going to be on our way. Make more comics.